have such sights to show you. Do you love horror? Do you love sci-fi? If so, you've come to the right place. Each week we'll dissect, discuss, and or shit all over the movies we love and also love to hate. I'm Ken and I'm with Chris, Doug, Josh, and together we are the Horrified Podcast. And one more thing, we are not safe for work or for the faint of heart. Hi, and welcome to the Horrify Podcast. This week, we are talking about Mandy from 2018. This movie takes place in 1983, which already makes it pretty awesome. Doug, what do you think about this movie? It's uh, quite a ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's fucked up. It's, uh, it's a slow burn at first, but uh, the payoff is great, I would say. Yeah, this, this, this movie is nuts. Um, it's directed by Panos Cosmatos, did I pronounce that correct? That's close He's enough, I think. a Greek director. Um, he did one other uh, film before this in 2010. Uh, I don't remember. Chris, what was it's that called? It's called uh, Beyond the Black Rainbow, I believe. And you saw it, right? Yeah, I, I watched most of it. And? Um, I mean, I, I, it's really low budget, so I think that they you know, did, did some really cool things with it, but um, I, they couldn't. They couldn't tell much of a story. I think they they right. put most of it into the production design, hmm. um, and but his his style definitely came through. Um, this crazy neon, yeah, exactly, insane style. Yeah, definitely kind of same kind of lighting, same pacing. Well, no, the the pacing in Mandy's a little little faster, um, but really? it's it's not. I, I don't yeah, right. I don't necessarily <laughs> recommend. Wow. Yeah. So this must have been like tree sound yeah. <laughs> it, no it, it really is actually um it's it's not what i i recommend but um so yeah so everyone should see nap. mandy so if you need a nap go watch the black rainbow yeah yeah if you want something relaxing in the background i use 2001 space odyssey for that if i need a nap oh yeah i use it to induce <laughs> seizures background. Yeah. Yeah. this guy worked on tombstone too back in the day yeah he worked in the electro camera electric department cool very cool so this movie had a $6 million budget, and actually for having a small budget, I think this movie is pretty great. It stars Nick Cage, who probably got $5 million of that budget to do this. <laughs> yeah. uh, he plays uh, Red, who is a, uh, a logger slash lumberjack. Yeah, like a lumberjack yeah. with a chainsaw. Yeah, and that's what, that's what he does. He helicopters in and cuts down trees. Which he's using the wrong type of chainsaw to cut down a tree. And Good, <laughs> you fucking nerd. <laughs> awesome that you noticed that. Yeah. Right. So... Uh, <laughs> He has a his. I don't know if it's his girlfriend or his wife, but he lives with Mandy, who obviously the movie is named after, and mm -hmm. she uh, does kind of crazy, awesome fantasy art. Yeah, you know, and some, you know, there's a, there's a famous artist who does that stuff with like guys riding on horses, like the Conan the Barbarian cover, right. like that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. It's really cool, and so they live together in a cabin out in the middle of the of the you know woods somewhere probably in like i'd say oregon or washington yeah it looks northwest yeah, yeah it looks in rainy in the this, shadow uh, mountains oh yeah they live the in the shadow, shadow mountains, mountains which are located in uh the mojave desert in eastern hmm. california well this clearly oh, isn't really? the mojave <laughs> desert yeah I love the like title breaks. It's where the shadow mountains are located. like oh. the chapter breaks with these cool titles so shadow mountains looks very 
I don't know. It I don't like know the word. It comes in like magical. Yeah, it's a very magical like fantasy, fantasy, magical. Like, ooh, the Shadow Mountains. Let's oh, yeah, and they live there. Uh, I said that it takes place. It's weird. It says it takes place around 83, but it actually says Shadow Mountain circa 1987, doesn't it? Or does it say 83? No, it's 83. Yeah, 83. it says 1983 AD. Oh, that's Just right. in case we, we want to make sure it's not BC, because that would really fucking confuse us. Yes. So fun, fun fact, one of the, the first uh, short films I ever made was called Shadow Mountain. Awesome. Ooh, what a connection. What man. year did it take place? Ah, uh, shoot. I shot that in like 2000. So it was a present day thing. 2000. I was hoping you were going to say it took place in 1983. 2002. Okay. Yeah. Shadow Mountain. Shadow Mountain. We shot it on VHS. Does yours involve cocaine and acid like this movie does? <laughs> no. Oh. But it, <laughs> it was shot bad. up at the cabin. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, so cabins. Cabin There's multiple what? connections between yeah. these movies. <laughs> That's so a fucking cool cabin he lives in, by yeah, the way. I yeah. love the bed surrounded by the Yeah, glass. he's got this yeah. big open window. It's not a big cabin, but it's really cool. It's totally 80s, but 80s in a great way. Like, you'd want to stay there for the weekend, yeah. right? Yeah. This Soup. this film has just just a cool 80s look that that I like that's resurfacing these days. I don't know if it's uh, to, to play on our nostalgia or, or a... Or if that's a cash grab, I think in some cases it is, but I, I think it's a great homage in this case. Mm-hmm. I, I think this whole movie is an homage to all these great 80s movies that we love. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you think about movies from the 90s and early 2000s, we lost a lot of, um, you know, sense of place and sense of normalcy. When you watch 80 movies, 80s yeah. movies, people live in normal houses there's that are a, messy and shit. There's a timestamp for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then in the 90s, like the Bad Boys movies, Will Smith is a cop and lives in an $8 million mansion. Yep. And yeah. all the movies were like that. It's mm-hmm. stupid. And Yeah, they became know. too polished and pretty. And, exactly. Yeah. This movie stays true to the 80s, you know, dirtiness. It's gritty and grimy. Yeah. But uh, I like that it kind of sets it up as, as a fairy tale because it, it's... I felt like this film has that feel of a kind of an 80s fairy tale. Um, and it start, starts out that way with the, the Shadow Mountains. Yeah, and then you, well, we see we see Red, Nick Cage, at work. And like we said, he's a lumberjack. Mm-hmm. They helicopter him out. And as they're flying out, um, a guy offers him a beer. And right. really solemnly, he's like, no. So obviously he's had issues with drinking and he's, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's not drinking. He's skewed his addictions. Yeah. And it's not all like, <laughs> and, and it's not all happy. Like their lives are clearly, Tough. They, they have some dark pasts. Uh, yeah. Mandy, she's got she, that scar on her face. Yeah, she has a scar on her face that we we never really figure out yeah, why. But she also, it. like, weeps when she sees a dead. Uh, was it a, ba- it, a baby? It's a fawn. A fawn. Yeah, and she she tells the story about how when she was a child, her dad had a bag of starlings. Yeah. <laughs> and dumped them on the ground and mashed one in the ground with a crowbar yep. and made all the kids take turns killing them with a crowbar but she ran away she claims she couldn't do it dude she smashed away. like 20 she's I, a liar yeah, yeah. I, that's I, why I, that's what i was like hmm. so i don't she, i don't believe her she <laughs> runs out of the house she hears this like distressing noise and she's out of the house and right comes across this baby fawn that has been mauled mutilated right. yep. um i also like their uh like when we're setting up these characters their their pillow talk where they talk about their favorite planets, mm-hmm. and Mandy says she likes Jupiter um, because the entire planet is made of a storm, and the eye of the storm could just engulf Earth. Right. <laughs> Which is what? 
does that reflect her inner turmoil? I, yeah. It, it <laughs> must. It, it's cool character building. I, I think. was hoping she was going to say her favorite planet was Uranus. And, yeah. then, and then Red, Nick Cage, was just going to laugh for five minutes. Well, and then, <laughs> and then he says his is Saturn, and she's like, hmm, yeah, that's cool. He's like, never mind. I like, my favorite planet is Galactus. Right. And she's like... That's not a planet. Either. Yeah, I'm a planet eater. He's a planet eater. And I was like, yeah, you fucking nerd. <laughs> so there's also, right at the beginning, there's that kind of shot of the fireplace with the flames. Obviously, a little bit of foreshadowing there. It's yeah. kind of a cool transition scene. Um, so essentially, you know, she tells a story about the starlings. They talk about their planets. And the next day, she's walking down this old logging road, which probably goes by her house or to her house. Or to her job, maybe, because she, oh, yeah, she works, works at a, at a, a weird, general store. Weird gas station mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere. And as she's walking, she sees a, a truck driving towards her, yep. which is, you can tell that it seems off to see a truck in, you know, this part of where they live. And the truck contains... Uh, Jeremiah Sand and his followers, <laughs> and they're called what do they call the Children of the, the, children new, of the dawn. new Dawn? Of the New Dawn. It's like a Manson family style thing. He's the leader. He's got a like a ragtag group of creepy followers, and you know he's kind of falling asleep in the truck, and he looks out the window just in time to see her looking back. Yep. And he's instantly like infatuated with yeah. her, right? And the truck drives away, and she continues walking. Mm-hmm. So it's funny that you say something about Charles Manson because there are a lot of similarities between this family, this the Jeremiah Sand family, the Children of the New Dawn, and the Charles Manson family. Um, Manson was also a failed musician, which we find right. out later that oh, Jeremiah yeah. was also a failed musician. And they both took it very personally, both yeah. the character and Manson. And... Jeremiah Sand refers to his victims in this movie as pigs, and Manson did that as well. Psychedelic drugs were very prevalent in Manson family and in this movie, so there's a lot of parallels. Some some direct parallels there. Yeah, and and this guy, Jeremiah Sand, he's played by, what is his name? Uh, Is it Linus Roche, or is it Roche? How do you say his last name? Yeah, it's, it's... uh, he, yes, I, All I'm I want say to say Roche because yeah. it sounds so awesomely pretentious. Yeah. <laughs> Linus Roche. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so Jeremiah Sand, uh, he's a know, dick. He's a, he's a, he's a weirdo, and <laughs> and so right after we clearly unhinged. Oh yeah, we, <laughs> right after the scene where he sees her, all of a sudden we go to where he is, his compound, I think. Yeah. And he's laying in bed, and one of his uh, followers, this older lady, is you know trying to talk to him mother marlene yeah she's trying to comfort him and he's having none of it mm-hmm. he's mad he's like you don't see anything and he's <laughs> freaking out and he sends her away and calls in this guy brother swan played by ned dennehy and this guy's a creeper yeah is he related to brian dennehy <laughs> i want to believe that's the case i'm sure he's not but <laughs> he uh he shows up and you know obviously Jeremiah Sand, what he's wanting to do is have Mandy kidnapped. And it's like, you know, Brother Swan is already anticipating this, and they have a real creepy exchange where Jeremiah Sand grabs his face, and it's... Yeah, you un- think they're... I'm like, kiss. I thought they kiss. were going to kiss. Totally. Kiss. Yeah. Really <laughs> uncomfortable, but it shows the power that he has over his followers. And it's a real great performance by that actor, because it is super mm-hmm. insanely creepy. Yeah. yeah. And so as he sends Brother Swan out, he's like, send in so-and-so. There's this really you know pretty young girl in the group who's trapped there and he 
sends her in to do nefarious things. Well, uh, they, they also hint about a sacrifice, which is that like fat blonde guy. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. They call him, they make fun of him for being lard ass or lard something. Lard ass. Yeah. Yeah. He's right. this clueless looking blonde haired fat guy who is just, you know, has no idea what's going on with the group. Mm-hmm. He just like stepped in the wrong cabin. He goes, yeah. <laughs> lard ass, there's your shout to stand by me. Yeah, that, uh, I didn't yeah, pick up that one. <laughs> so I, I actually, and we'll get to this a little bit later, I picked out all the 80s movies that are referenced in this film, and there's there's a ton, and there's just another one that you saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's what makes it really interesting. It's kind of him showing his appreciation, the director, to these great 80s movies. So it, I think that's really cool mm-hmm. to do right. stuff like that. So I think I think we have to we have to back up real quick on, on Brother Swan. Brother Swan. And and just point out how how pop marked his face is. <laughs> uh, we have one, a theme. <laughs> one of my favorites. Every great you know thriller horror movie has a pockmarked face guy. Well, yeah. we didn't talk about so, Lawrence Fishburne's pockmarked face in the we didn't Event Horizon episode either. <laughs> we didn't. I love Lawrence Fishburne. His his yeah. is only lightly pockmarked. Li- lightly this, pocked, the, but he's still very yeah, he's still handsome. This guy is scary. <laughs> he looks like an asteroid field. <laughs> Face. Have you guys seen Empire Strikes Back? That's what this guy's face is. What, what, right? What's that movie? I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's just a small film from the 80s. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we then cut to... The, gen- the general store where Mandy's working. Right, they, they the track her down there, and the one lady uh, goes in there and sees that it's Mandy and has this awkward exchange. Yeah, kind of like hey, clearly interested in her. She says her shirt is cool. Yeah. Uh, which Mandy out. does wear a lot of cool yeah, heavy metal. Right Motley Crue. Yeah. She's yeah. got a crew. Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. She's mm-hmm. abducted yeah. in the Black she's, Sabbath shirt. She's a total right. sellout. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> yeah. By the, uh, Mandy, kind of is a, Mandy is a fan of the graphic tee. <laughs> That's right. Wearing the band tee, which you oh, know, no. I usually sport. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone here is wearing a graphic tee again, but Chris. Yep. Sporting a Cancer Bats tee today. <laughs> I have a Guinness Stout shirt on. We've got a Castlevania Disneyland mashup. That's right. It's Chris, very cool. Chris has a blue shirt that was hand knitted in uh, <laughs> Eastern Bloc country. Hand dyed. 1955. Mm-hmm. Damn right. Yeah. <laughs> so perfectly fit, by yeah. the way. It's snug against his body. Mm-hmm. Showing off my titties. <laughs> so we fast. So it jumps to I think is like the next night after she sees Mandy in the convenience store. Yep. And this van full of the followers, not Jeremiah Sand, though. It's Brother Swan, uh, the big muscly guy. And then there's this just really, you know, inbred looking dude yeah. that's with him. And they pull up into... Brother Hanker. Brother Hanker. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know anybody's names in this except Jeremiah, Red, and Mandy. I'm yeah. just like, oh, fat cultist. Old cultist. I, you know, when I first took, when I first watched this, I'm like, muscly guy. Yeah. Like, inbred guy. So, so they're in this van, and earlier when they're in the in the compound, there's, right oh, when he, he's dismissing the pock face guy, Brother Swan, he has this weird... It's like an ocarina. Yeah, made out of stone. Uh-huh. And it, it has a name, some weird, yeah. like, I think I, what the hell was it called? It's So it's, it's like carved out of stone. Anyways... He brings it with him. Oh, it's called the uh, the Stone of Abraxas. Oh, cool! Oh. I don't know how to read. He named it after he named it after the Santana album Abraxas. <laughs> yeah, see, we're, we're going to count that. There it is. <laughs> and so he, they're in this van in the woods, and Brother Swan steps out with this thing, and he blows into it, and mm-hmm. it makes like a 
It this makes like a little sound. Yeah. Super weird noise. Yeah. Conch, it carries. Conch cell kind of. Yeah, it's like conch almost. Right. right. Uh-huh. And, and in come the demons. <laughs> yeah, so that summons demons. So they get back in the van, and the you know the inbred dude keeps rolling up and down the window. And I thought that Brother Swan was going to stab him to death, but he doesn't. <laughs> no. And then all of a sudden, four demon-like guys roll up on Motor- motorcycles and ATVs. Yeah, yeah four-wheelers. <laughs> dressed in SMN, S&M gear. And With like spikes coming yeah, out of them, like and nails all yeah. shoved in them and shit. We find they're out, really cool looking. We find out later they're called the Black Skulls, but mm-hmm. at this point we don't know who they are. And they pull up, and everyone gets out of the van to meet them. And mm-hmm. the one muscly follower has this jar. Yeah. Well, the demon says blood for blood. And, so, and Brother Swan's like, not so fast. Yeah. And so they hand this demon this jar, and he drinks it. Right? It's like this thick, semen-looking like goo. It's gross. <laughs> yeah. And he drinks it, and oh, first he grabs, you know, Brother Swan's face in a weird way and mm-hmm. kind of cuts his cheek, but yeah, doesn't he has really those do long, anything. Like knife nails, yeah. yeah, for fingers. Really cool. Yeah. So they give him the jar, and then you know, that's that, right? We, well, we, I think the exchange has been made because uh, they have. They have some motives that that happen yeah. in the next scene. Right. They give them some sort of information, right? They tell them. I think, I think it fades of, out before they even uh, yeah, leave. Before they really get into it. Yeah. Okay. They were just there for the, the, the concentrated goo, yeah. which we, we learned <laughs> about later. Sacrifice, yeah. And the sacrifice. And the sacrifice. Yes. So, uh, yeah, so I guess it's that night the S&M monsters go to the cabin. Yeah. Well, to where Mandy and Red live. Yep. And Mandy and Red... They're watching, like, kids shows or something. <laughs> or, no, it's like no, a it's sci-fi. Like a, it's like a, a, a yeah, cheesy, like, a, like yeah, cheesy early sci-fi. 70s sci-fi. 70s sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't care to look up what it was. Yeah, but um, then they go to bed. Um, I think Red kind of feels uneasy because he goes out and has a cigarette and kind of... kind of He senses Yeah, he things. checks out the, the layout the of, lay the of the land. <laughs> yeah, something's in the air. But, yeah, he, yeah, he looks... He, glances off to the woods and mm-hmm. you don't see anything but it's like they're there waiting for them to fall asleep yep and so they fall asleep and then these monsters guys it's and it's a really cool scene it's like yeah. strobing lights and weirdness and they're there and yeah. they tie up red and they slowly put a bag over mandy's face and she stares at red for the last time right yep. and abduct her and the cult the cult sneaks in with the demons. Yeah, they're the ones that abduct her, and the demons get their sacrifice because the the fat blonde cult cultist Lardass Lardass yes. gets yeah. taken away. And you see him like smash against the window. That's yeah. right. Like, uh, he gets like pulled back. So <laughs> so clearly he was the sacrifice uh, to because they're they're kind of like the muscle for the cult. Yeah. And um, so yeah, the cult the cult gets Mandy and knocks out Red. And, and then yeah. they, they bring, yeah. So then Mandy is brought back to their compound and she's tied up and they say some weird stuff to her and they grab her face and they drip acid into her eyes mm-hmm. and LSD, not like, not like sulfuric yeah. acid, but LSD. And then as they're doing that, they pull out this like weird, <laughs> I thought it looked like a tarantula hawk, which is a big wasp, but it's probably like four times bigger than mm-hmm. that actual wasp. It's like huge, a big, black wasp. Bigger, bigger than a fist. Yeah. It's massive. Wasp. It's cool. 
and they put on her neck and it stings her right in her yep. you know jugular yeah, yeah it's disgusting and then the one lady goes this is the cherry on top yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh that's right you know yeah. oh no she goes I like to call that the cherry on top I'm yeah. like oh my god that's, that's <laughs> mother Marlene right yeah, yeah. she's always says that creepy lady so Mandy starts tripping balls yeah this they, is where it starts getting really weird real trippy like yeah. uh, the LSD element really takes over. Right. Yeah, for, it's essentially from now until the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's just crazy color palette and mm-hmm. music. Yeah, up to this point, it's very slow because they're establishing that relationship between Red and Mandy. So you know that, you know, they're really close. They're in love. Yep. They're establishing that relationship. So you have a feel for why he gets so pissed when she's abducted it's it's the yeah the first slow part of the movie is really magical and it reminds me of the movie legend yeah if you guys have seen legend it's totally like that which Mm -hmm. is super cool because that's kind of an 80s movie a lot of people have missed or overlooked that's really great tim curry is great tom Tom cruise a young tom cruise yeah it's awesome the Um, girl from ferris bueller's day off oh yeah yeah. i forgot that she's awesome so yeah so she gets the acid and then she gets stung in the neck and then they bring her into a room with Jeremiah Sand wearing a robe and all his followers just lounging on the couch. His robe has, like, really cool uh, shoulder pads. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it, right. It is a pretty cool robe. It's got, like, yeah. It's his dominance robe, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> so rad. So he starts playing, like, his own, you know, record. Well, he says... <laughs> he shows, like, the album cover, right? Yeah. Well, first he kind of hints at um, how... He says he wants his children to love one another, which I guess referring to God or, or Christ, because yeah. he does have a, a cross he's talking to yeah. around his there's neck. A, he, yeah, there's a lot of the crucifix. And then he him. asks if she's a fan of the carpenters. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> She's like, she's just, she's just like staring yeah. at him. Yeah. She's yeah. just like, huh? I'm on top of the world now, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm in a, she's in a Black Sabbath shirt. <laughs> So he starts playing his own record and dancing and talking about how fame has eluded him, and but he has found his true calling now. The song is called The Amulet of the Weeping Maze. <laughs> you got some lyrics there for us? Uh, yeah, I do. Oh, they're, I can't they're, wait. They're great lyrics. I mean, this guy really was talented. <laughs> every seed that gives us life, every man must take a wife. Only one sun ever shines, only one sun, yours and mine. And then he actually like talks about himself in this song. Jeremiah Sand was a righteous man whose heart was full of love. He wandered the land on the shifting sands searching for a dove. Now, the funny thing about that is it's, it's got this very like minstrel, ridiculous flute back. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, so it's terrible. It's terrible. It's like a really terrible Jethro Tull cover band yeah. without talent. Amen. So he starts playing that and, you know, he starts he's like talking right into Mandy's face and there's this really great scene where they're as they're speaking and she's listening their faces meld into each other back yeah. and forth. Oh yeah, that it, that effect is so cool. And yeah. the and the the film is so like saturated the color that their uh their pupils I know they're like way dilated from the drugs but they are right. like pure black yeah. and it's it's creepy. It, it like I don't know, when they stare like directly at the camera with those eyes puts me at unease yeah but it's crazy it meant to yeah and it's like her like you know being so locked in on the lsd and then him staring at her and they're melting and anyways he's he kind of like drops his robes in front of mandy <laughs> yeah. and his followers he opens his robe and, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and he's, he's just standing there naked 
and Mandy starts laughing yeah. uncontrollably at his dumb music, <laughs> him looking ridiculous naked. Yeah. And so he gets pissed. She starts to like laugh demonically almost. Like yeah. her voice kind of has yeah. Well, it has kind of like two voices mixed in like a demon. Right. Um, but yeah, he gets he gets really angry enough to just start wanking. <laughs> yeah, so when he's first when he's first yelling, you can see he's like whacking it as yeah. he's yelling. He's like ah, and then she laughs harder, yeah. and then he finally he's like, no, I, I can't, I can't perform with this. Yeah, yeah. so he's Which is great. Just I love, I love it. Just just shit right all over his song right in front of him. I feel like she's like he he feels suddenly insecure maybe oh, about absolutely. the size. Well, so yeah. he's jerking it to make it bigger. He's right. like I'm I'm a I'm a grower, not a shower, goddammit. <laughs> well, and I think that they intended the drugs to kind of get her to play along, get in the mood, and when it backfires, just well, he then just he, he's loses in, his mind. He's yeah, so pissed. He's and, embarrassed in front of his followers. Yeah. Right? Like, mm, and which, so yeah. then that scene cuts to uh, Jeremiah Sand is back at their cabin, and he's now you know, facing a tied up red. Red has been gagged with barbed wire. Yeah. I think he's tied up with barbed wire. I think he's tied hands up. Are tied he's up, tied up to wire. a tree with barbed wire. Um, yeah, and there's barbed wire going around his mouth. So yeah, he's gagged. And you know, Jeremiah, who was initially infatuated with Mandy, now thinks she's an ugly whore. Right. Yeah. Yep. And so she denied him. And yeah. Yeah. And he goes, "You want to see what love is?" And he has one of his followers walk up, and he hands her a pistol and plays Russian oh yeah you know, makes her play Russian roulette yep. sister Lucy sister Lucy thank you yeah mm-hmm. and she does and luckily you know yeah, she, she had a one in six <laughs> chance of living and she lived yep yeah but so then, but you can clearly see how distressed she is doing this like after after that click goes and nothing like, happens oh, right like she's relieved <laughs> the relief on her face it's a really it's a really cool moment in the movie actually where you can see like the oh shit come yeah. across yeah. Did, did you guys pick up on the uh, 80s-ish reference to the no. deer hunter? The deer hunter? Oh, yeah. Oh, the yeah. There you go. There I did go. not. Pretty cool, right? Which that scene <laughs> yeah. that movie yeah. is yeah. like so tense. Watch the deer hunter. Whoa. Yeah. That movie's crazy. So, um, yeah, he's like, Dad, that's love and whatever. And then... And then he talks shit on Jesus because <laughs> he says that... Uh, what does he say? That the cruciform is a reminder that Jesus, like, fucked up by not offering a sacrifice, a sacrifice. in his stead. And he's he implying pulls out that rad knife. <laughs> with the eyeball in the yeah. handle. It's, yeah, I don't know if that's a reference to anything, but I didn't pick I up thought what, it was badass. Yeah, I didn't pick up what that was from, but it's a weird yeah. dagger. And then he stabs, stabs Red, Red in the side like Jesus was stabbed with the spear, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Same spot. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, Red obviously is slightly uncomfortable by that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's a little bit of pain. <laughs> yeah. This but hurts. he's Nick Cage. He's, you know, he's a hard ass. He's, he, yeah, he was, yeah, he's used he to handles it. Yeah, he owned a fucking castle, for God's sake. He can <laughs> handle us. So then they bring Mandy out in a sleeping bag. Yeah, and hang her upside down. Now, is that mm-hmm. a swing set or what is it? That's it looked like yard? a swing set, yeah. like with the swings removed. Yeah. Because it's, yeah, it, it looks just like one. That's what I thought it was. So they, they hang her up upside down in a sleeping bag and they light her on fire. Well, they put their Jeremiah covers her in lighter well, yeah, fluid yeah, first, yeah, and yeah. then she's covered with an accelerant, and then lit on fire while Red watches. Yeah. Is this a Friday the Thirteenth reference? Because I know uh, oh, yeah. Jason mm. does a kill where he Burns. pulls pulls someone out in their sleeping bag, smacks them against a tree, and yeah, that's, in the, in, the that's in the remake. Oh, though, really? Right? Okay. Oh, that's in go. the remake. Uh, that's right. Where you, yeah, so that wasn't in the light 80s. someone in on fire in a sleeping bag. No, but they do live at Crystal Lake, 
Oh, Mandy right. tells someone that that's right. they live at Crystal that's, Lake. So that's, that's, that's a clear, oh, really? that's another reference. A clear homage to Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, yeah. I didn't. So he, so Red is forced to watch his, you know, his, his love. longtime love be burnt to death in a sleeping bag at the hands of these maniacs. Jesus, it is so fucked. Yeah. yeah. And it's 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 a terrifying scene, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah, you, it's very effective. Um, it draws out pretty long. There's so yeah. it's something so demeaning <laughs> about being burned alive in a shit sleeping bag. Yeah, yeah you I can know. see her struggling. Yeah. She's like flapping yeah, all around. Right. So he he lays there for hours, and yeah. you can see finally he he just he's given up, and then something in him is like no. I well, he goes and like he cradles her charred corpse, and after kinda, well, after he undoes yeah, the he binding, fr- yeah, he, he rips yeah. his hands from the barbed wire. Oh yeah, yeah. it's all pretty, bloody and pretty <laughs> rough. Yeah, yeah, and he he goes up and he's like trying to like touch her skull, and it crumbles because yeah. it's ash, dust yeah, in the wind. Not... <laughs> and then then he walks back in the cabin to my favorite part of the whole the effing go- movie: goblin mac and cheese, or or after yeah. that? the cheddar goblin. Yeah. Cheddar so he goblin. walks into the cabin, and the TV's still on, and there's this commercial. <laughs> It's like a mac and cheese commercial. Yeah, the, it's cheddar from Cheddar Goblin. It's the Cheddar, cheddar goblin. goblin, and the Cheddar Goblin's a goblin puppet, which looks like uh, looks the like puppet the... from the eighties movie uh, where they're in the toilet. Oh, Ghoulies. Ghoulies, and it's barfing mac and cheese, mac and cheese on the kids. For the kids, and they love it. The kids are like, "Oh, Cheddar Goblin!" <laughs> it gave me, me, it gave me vibes. Did anyone have the the toy back in the day, Boglins? Or yes, they, yeah. Do you remember the commercials Weird. for those? Were like little kids that scared their sisters with these. Yeah. Yeah. I could I I could never get one. I never had uh, one. We we finally got one. It was a really? small one, but yeah, I still have it. I love <laughs> Boglins. That's when toys were were awesome, so fun. Well, so, I don't know if any of you saw the Adult Swim short Too Many Cooks. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. same guy that directed that directed the Cheddar Goblin. Oh, cool. That. That's commercial. way awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so that that whole scene is so weird, and it's a somber moment because he's just seen yeah. you know his love get burnt up and then he's watching a cheddar goblin yeah. commercial kind of a delightful kids commercial yeah, yeah it's so like, it's it's actually a moment of relief in the movie where from that it's heaviness. Tension yeah, from the heaviness yeah. and the director's mm-hmm. telling you like you can laugh at yeah. this it's this time is to ridiculous take a yeah. yeah over it, the top it, nonsense it yeah. is but i also felt like it was it was kind of lemon or salt in the wound oh yeah yeah for him because so, something so big just happened and then he's like and I gotta watch this shit because <laughs> yeah. life just like, goes on. Yeah, yeah like kids mm-hmm. want cheddar goblin mac and cheese. Yeah. What? Tra- tra- would you give your kid cheddar goblin so, mac and cheese? Yes. Trauma is so like personal that when you're in it, like the world kind of revolves around you. Mm-hmm. Sure. But then when like reality hits and and you're like, oh, everything's still going. Like that's just, I don't know. That's kind of like yeah. what that scene is. Yeah. So then it, it it the next scene or he he falls asleep and he has a dream a vision was this before or after Cheddar Goblin he dreams of her yeah he has an animated dream of her heavy metal style she's kind yeah. of uh, zombified her face is being eaten by maggots and her eyes have no pupils yeah they're just pure white as she opens her eyes just meat sockets yeah <laughs> and he he wakes up violently. Um, and goes into his bathroom and just starts chugging vodka. Yeah, no, it's, it's vodka it that was. Yeah, it was vodka that he had hidden. So yeah, oh, we, that's we right. We definitely know for sure now that he was an alcoholic at one mm-hmm. time, and he still has 
liquor hidden just in case. Yep. What a perfect time to drink. I know. And by it's, the way, this is the most amazing this is 80s my favorite, bathroom ever. This is my favorite <laughs> scene, I think, of the movie. Where he's drinking and yep. screaming while screaming, sitting on the toilet. Crying, yeah. Pouring vodka on his wounds and chugging it. And after each gulp, he screams louder and louder. And he does, His screams too. escalate until... I wrote that until he is as savage as the badass tiger on his baseball t-shirt. Because yes, right. <laughs> his face looks just like the tiger. Because he's he's wearing, I guess, what he wore to bed, which is just uh, tidy whities and a baseball tee with this right. giant right. tiger. He's in tidy yeah. whities, yeah. which makes it just <laughs> it's all even more. Yeah. It's, so, it's just so degrading. Because it yeah, it reminds us of all of our dads who slept in their underwear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they'd get up in the morning just in their underwear and like, Dad. Damn, what's what's their pants? On? And also what's and also what's great is like he's just screaming like kind of at the camera, surrounded by flowery bathroom wallpaper. Yeah, it's, right. just, it's, it's great. Yeah. So he, you know, then it's you know that morning or the next day he goes to this weird little trailer in the middle of the woods, mm-hmm. and he knocks on the door, and the the trailer uh, says, has like, his friend. Yeah, it has a little note like stay fuck the fuck off. away. Yeah. Yeah. Just says fuck, fuck off. And so <laughs> I can't you read? I kind of thought that. And this is another 80s reference because so the guy's name is Carruthers hmm. um, and it's played by the guy from Predator. Yeah. His name's Bill, Bill Duke. Duke, who is an amazing actor. He's got a, one of the best movie scenes in Menace to Society and it's like a five minute scene and he like stole the show in that movie. Yeah. Um, but he's great in Predator, and he's and, creepy in everything. Like he just has a creepy. Yeah, you don't look. fuck with that guy. Yeah. Like he's got that look where you're like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't yeah. want to mess with this guy. Mm-hmm. So he's dressed in like he's a Vietnam vet. And he's living in this old trailer, and Red comes in and is essentially looking for... He says he's going hunting. Yeah, he needs the Reaper. Yeah. Yeah, essentially. He, he gets, yeah, and, he and the Reaper to... is a crossbow with a scope on it. Yep. And I think Carruthers asks what he's hunting, and he says, Jesus, Jesus freaks. freaks. And, yeah. and Carruthers says, I didn't know they were in season. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great line. And, and then... did you notice there are boxes of Cheddar Goblin mac and cheese in his yeah. cupboard? Oh, I no. did not see that. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Did not even see that. So, yeah, so he grabs the crossbow, and Carruthers says he's got other stuff. He gives him these special arrows that he handmade that cut through bone, like yeah, like, like something about a cake tin, a fat kid. He makes some weird reference yeah. to how effective these arrows <laughs> yes. are. Uh, so he grabs the arrows, and then Carruthers explains to him who the Black Skulls are, who yeah. are those demons. He says that people have been seeing them. They, like, murder prostitutes and truckers, and they're kind of... It's like a biker gang. Yeah, that's only yeah. seen at night. Yeah, um, and they're they're the way they are because they were running acid for a, you know, a drug dealer, mm-hmm. and they pissed the drug dealer off, so the drug dealer made him the special batch. Yeah, that's right, and then yeah. which just ruined them, them totally, for lives, yeah. and now they love pain. Because right? he said he came across them one night, and it sounded like they were screaming in pain, but they fucking loved it. Yeah, and by the way, there I think they're a. Uh, they pay homage to Hellraiser. Just and yep. they yeah, look exactly. like Cenobites. Oh yep. yeah, big time. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely an homage to Hellraiser. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. So, anyways, he he goes off to hunt the black skulls, and he waits by this old road, you know, late at night with his crossbow, and he sees them on their you know bikes and ATVs, and he shoots the one in the very back. Well, first, there's the right. montage of him. Making, oh, I, making oh his my god! I totally axe. forgot yeah. his weaponry. Oh, yeah. No, there's yep, an A-team, yep, yep. a total A-team montage where he's building his weapons and getting ready to go he's to battle, forging it in steel. Yeah, and the like, uh, like the intro to Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's <laughs> exactly right. But the the weapon is fashioned to look exactly like the F from the 
band Celtic Frost's logo. <laughs> and that was on purpose. The director did that purposely to pay homage to the band Celtic Frost. So yes. rad. Which is crazy and amazing. But this is where the title of Mandy flashes. Because remember, this this film yeah. has chapter breaks. Right. Where the first one was the uh, Shadow Mountains. And then there's there's one for the the children of the new dawn. And now there's a one. Yeah, it just says Mandy. And it's in red lettering that looks like a uh, death metal logo. Yeah, yeah. Black metal band. Yeah. Yeah. All these like. You can't even twigs. hardly read yeah. it. <laughs> you can barely read it. It's got like. It's yeah, like, like the Kralis logo. Look up the band Kralis's logo. Okay. You can't even read it. <laughs> yeah. like he, uh, so they show him driving to this remote spot. And mm-hmm. that scene is like a clockwork orange where they're driving the car really fast. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's another reference. And then that's when he gets out to the middle of nowhere. And There's he, no paved roads in this whole movie. No, they're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so that's when he hides out and shoots the black skull that's in the back of the pack. Yep. Knocks Snipe, him. Snipes him. Yeah, knocks him off of the ATV. So then he's like, you know what? I knocked him off the ATV. I'm going to get in my truck and run his ass over. Yep. Smart thinking, right? <laughs> yeah. Except when think. he hits him, it flips Flipped the truck. truck. Like yeah. the guy's made <laughs> out of concrete. He shot at him. He shot the truck. Yeah, but when oh, he, something happened. He shot the truck just like um, what's his name does in The Road Warrior. That's right. Oh, with, with the forty, with the forty-four <clears throat> Magnum, he takes out of the uh-huh. case. Lord Humongous, just like when he shoots the radiator. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what the demon or the Black Skull does yeah. before he gets hit and by the car. Flips the truck, but it, right. yeah, but it like something else was going on when it flips the truck. Like yeah, like I don't know if his. It's like he explodes as soon as he gets hit, and the truck just flips, flips over and crashes. Yeah. yeah. So. That happens, and then he wakes up, and again, he's bound and gagged. His one hand is nailed to the floor. His other hand is... Literally nailed. Yeah, like mm-hmm. through the hand. Well, he has another animated dream, another, uh, too, when he's knocked out at this point, where oh, she's yeah. floating in the water with red eyes. It's it's brief, but... Yeah. Well, his hand is nailed, another crucifix reference. Yep. Oh, yeah. yep. And then his other hand's tied to a pipe, and he's... I don't know what's in his mouth this time, or something... Oh. Was a wire again? Or no, I think it was just a old sheet sock or something. Yeah. Like so he's 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 tied up and he screams, and all of a sudden one of the black skulls that is there hears that. Yeah. And walks over. Well, and there's a big pit in the floor. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right next to it. He's he's tied up by a hole. It's unexplainable. <laughs> but the black skull walks up and opens up an old switchblade. Yeah. Like you know, he an eighty switchblade, and cuts him in the chest and. Red is pissed that he cut his favorite yeah, he shirt. he says, you ruined my favorite shirt. And at this Which, point, he's wearing a shirt. Another it's baseball, another baseball tee, tee. That says 44 on it. That oh. Mandy was wearing earlier in the movie. Right. Goes, that was my favorite shirt. Yeah. yeah. Ruined. And this, uh, this shirt, it's not certain what it's referencing. It could be referencing one of two things. Jackie Robinson's number 44 or the serial killer, Son of Sam, who was oh. also known as the 44 caliber killer. There you go. Nice. Yeah, I didn't bother looking into what the shirt. <laughs> and meant. the reason I'm he sure says it's his favorite shirt is because it was Mandy's shirt. She yeah. was wearing it uh, earlier in the film. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Didn't pick up that either. And so. he calls him a. He starts pretending to cry and calls him a vicious snowflake. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> vicious right. snowflake. Yeah. Which snowflake wasn't an insulting term in the eighties. No, <laughs> <laughs> but I like I like that they throw it in. So Red's able to kind of like loosen the pipe. Uh, with one hand yeah Yeah, and then he's able to break it free and he you know essentially knocks the black skull down that hole that's there for no reason (laughs) 
<laughs> and so we think that the black skull is dead. But anytime something falls down a, a pit, it's... And you don't yeah. see it die. Clearly, clearly the pit was full of mattresses. <laughs> yeah, it was a very comfortable fall. Because we see him again later. <laughs> I think it was full of corpses. Yeah. He just my landed mom's. on corpses. That was the first thing I thought when he falls down. I was like, my God, what is down there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So he, he gets up and he's walking around this compound and it is like filthy. It is nasty. It's like, like a hoarder house. Dead people yeah. that he kind of walks by. Yeah. I don't De- know if they're dead. They're, or... they're naked and the one guy's got blood they're all over bloody. his butt. Yeah. And oh. we find out why here shortly. Yeah. So he's looking at all this nasty stuff and he comes across this black skull watching, watching porn. porn and doing cocaine. Mounds. Oh mountains. Which yeah. is a reference Mount. to Scarface. Scarface. Yeah. And you know why he's doing mounds of cocaine? Because he has he a sword dick, and he wants his sword dick to be hard. Yeah, oh he's got a cod piece. It's a cod like piece a that's a gigantic sword. blade. <laughs> and so him and you know Red get in a fight, and the sword dick tries to stab him to death with his sword dick, yep. and it gets stuck in the ground, and then Red slits his throat with a box cutter he's found, mm-hmm. and the blood fills Red's mouth yeah, as it, it just shoots out of his just neck. Pours all over Hovers his face. His that's, face. That's AIDS. And his eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. <laughs> total, I mean, total grindhouse. I mean, yeah. total out-of-control blood. Yeah. And it's pretty funny. The whole scene is funny with the old 80s porn in the background, yeah. and this dude has a sword wiener, and the whole thing is just <laughs> is insane. The, is the sword codpiece an homage to the band Wasp? And Blackie Lawless's fire shooting codpiece. I hope that it is. <laughs> I do too. I hope that it is. By I the just way, wanted to talk about Wasp and Blackie Lawless <laughs> in the movie that are the that Black School is credited as Fuck Pig. So I thought that was an well, interesting great name. Yeah, that's, yeah. Appropriate. that's very fitting. <laughs> so you know, Red defeats him and decides he needs some of that blow. So he takes a big old pull off some of the cocaine from the table to. Well, First the, first, the TV blows up because there's another black skull in there with a shotgun. Oh, that's right. And he shoots the... This movie's ridiculous. And I don't even know how Red kills this guy because... How he did like he not get his... shot? He like... Well, he shoots the TV. Oh, so he then... just misses him. Yeah, he misses him because the, the porn just suddenly blows up. Right. And so Red rushes him and I don't... And Isn't I couldn't sh- quite tell how he kills him because he like rips part of his face off or something. And he yells something that I couldn't... I couldn't uh, understand. Well, but it's really... the arrow through the neck, right? No. That's, you know, that's no, after. guys, he breaks his neck, remember? He just oh, grabs yeah, it. And... Just... Oh, that's right. Oh, that's total, okay. total blood sport, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he does a big... <laughs> a that's big, when he does the, the big, big pile of line blow. of coke. And then he finds his gear. He finds his axe and shit. And then he finds the jar of the thick... The goo that the guy... LSD uh, goo. Yeah, that the guy gave him at the beginning of the movie when they kind of summoned the demons. Yeah, they gave it to the head demon. Yeah, it's the same. Uh, it's that same jar. So when you guys find a jar of, of weird stuff, do you guys sniff it and put your finger in it and try it? <laughs> At this point, if I'm Nicholas yeah. Cage, yeah, because Red does. Yeah, <laughs> once I've had a, a mouthful of someone, some blood. demon's blood. Yeah. yeah, I mean, what do you have to lose at this point? <laughs> yeah, right. This was, I Let's think, the biggest it. jump scare was when he puts it on his tongue. It, it is, and, and instantly, flashes, yeah, flashes. Burning to imagery. His face melting like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yep. And it's awesome scene. Really cool mm-hmm. the way they do it. Um, and you can just tell that it's just a total... Then he sees the he radio sees, tower. sees the radio right. tower with a forest burning behind it. Yeah. Because um, everything like, in this in this little flash is, is burning. Right. Yeah. And it gives them kind of... I mean, we'll get to this later, but if you think about it, it gives them... His direction, yeah, where yeah, he needs to go next. Mm-hmm. It does, he, yeah, because that's a vision where he sees where to go. Yeah, 
the source of this drug, I guess. Yeah. Well, doesn't someone tell him north so he knows which direction to go to uh, find okay. the cult? Yeah, like north. That's, yeah, who tells him that? Doesn't the chemist tell him that? Yeah, the chemist. So uh, this this vision leads him to where the, the thick LSD concoction is made. Well, yeah. <laughs> the first, the first before that is one of my favorite lines. It's the last Cenobite, the last Black Skull member is outside, watching a car burn. Yep. Yeah. yeah. This is a cool fight. This yeah. whole fight in front of a burning car is yeah, so red. It's messed up. So there's this great fight. But this scene. happens after the chemist. Mm-mm. No, no, this happens before. Oh, this happens before the chemist. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because the chainsaw before... fights after the chemist. Oh, that's yeah. right. There's so many fights with. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So yeah, Chris, go ahead. Oh yeah, so he just he, he goes outside and he sees kind of you know the last black skull. Is that what it is, right? Black skull. Mm-hmm. Yep. Remember, and he's just watching a car burn, and he shoots his arrow right through his neck. Yeah. The 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 and magic he power fall arrow. Down. Yeah. And he doesn't even move. Pulls it out through the front of his neck. Yeah. They have this great fight scene in front of this burning car, and you know he's about to lose. The the uh, black skull is about to lose. And my favorite line, he he says, she, she's still burning. She's still burning. Yeah, he's, oh, he's my him. God. And that yeah. fills that him with rage. Yeah. So, he, so he decapitates him while he's on fire. Yeah, he pushes him into the burning he, car. He picks a cigarette up off the ground. <laughs> this is the coolest. Yeah. And lights it with it. the burning head. Yeah. <laughs> because why wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I think that Nick Cage would do that in real life. And he smokes yeah. it like a wild-eyed badass. <laughs> yeah, it's it's awesome. Spo- spoiler alert: This is actually just a documentary about Nick Cage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all real. So, that's awesome. So, so now yes. he's on a four wheeler. Yeah. So he rides the Black Skull motorbike or four wheeler to where the chemist makes the LSD. It's this old, like, like a bunker like, under the radio. Yeah, car. or like an old hangar or Quonset or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And he goes in, and it's this really cool futuristic well-lit lab and there's a cage with a tiger in it on one side and then the chemist and a golden gun oh yeah there's the there's the golden gun <laughs> yeah uh a golden german luger yeah and he uh the chemist is he's he's got the paper the blotter paper dipped in the acid and his hands are in the acid with no gloves yep. so this guy is clearly fucking insane he goes it's cool man because <laughs> he senses red is there behind yeah him. and he pulled, puts his arms up it's cool man this actor i, I forget his name but he's a he's awesome yeah, like his his three minutes of screen time are really great he's in he, a few of the rob zombie movies oh yeah he the is. most recent rob zombie movie yeah and he's, he's he, he says you're that warrior sent <clears throat> forth from the eye of the storm yeah which i his thought was a really richard cool break yeah, well, he's shout out to him because he's awesome. He's in yeah. Batman Begins. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the guy who kills. Uh, yeah. He, oh, what's that's his name's parents. He's that's right. Who's also played by uh, Jeremiah Sand or whatever. Oh, cool. Weird. He's yeah. in Kingsman too. Huh. He's yeah. also plays the janitor in Harry Potter, doesn't he? <laughs> is, that, is that that guy? One of the guys. In this no. Who is that? <laughs> no, that's the. Uh, that's the guy from that TV show. Um, about the vampires now i'm yeah the name know. of it's slipping my mind i don't know he's scary looking so he has this weird like like this lsd telepathy talk yeah. with red he says his tiger's name is lizzie lizzie which yeah. i don't know what that's thin lizzie to. reference lizzie borden maybe or, thin lizzie i like thin lizzie because yeah. yeah. that band is awesome so yeah. we're gonna say that i'm gonna say that <laughs> screw you guys <laughs> 
So yeah, yeah so. I like that Red doesn't say a word during this. No, because no, he's. But it's a one. Talking. It's like a one-way conversation. Well, it's a two-way, but we only get what the guy's saying back to Red. Right. He says, "You're absolutely right," and he pushes a button, and it sets the tiger free. And the tiger just runs out of there. Mm-hmm. And um, and then he says, uh, he says, "Why did they wrong you so bad?" Or something like that. Like he has sympathy for Red. Yeah. Right. So something he like says, oh, they've shown man. you cosmic darkness. Yeah. <laughs> There's some really cool wordage from this guy, and um. And then, oh, and there's like giant black worms. Yeah, he's like, do you feet. see that? They're giant, yeah, giant black millipedes yeah. all over his feet. It's gross. Yeah, it seems really trippy. <laughs> so, and then he essentially tells Red where to go, where to find, mm-hmm. you know, Jeremiah Sand and his cult. And so, Red rides out to this clear. It's like a forest that's been clear cut. Mm-hmm. It's like a canyon. Yeah. Almost. Like. Yeah, like it's like a mine slash clear cut. Mm-hmm. Part of the forest, which kind of goes back to him being a lumberjack somehow, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. The parallel there. I don't know what it means, but they go back to this place and in the middle of this, like it's what is it? It's like a quarry. Mm-hmm. There's this. Uh, there's a church. There's a church. Very triangular. It looks like the midsummer. Yeah. Um, it's like a pyramid with on each side. There's a huge cross. Right. He has his final animated dream at this point where Mandy is next to a wounded black and purple like tiger beast and she pulls out a green glowing like orb from his wounds and holds it up and this is where it really looks like uh, the heavy metal cartoon yeah and um, in the comic books but yeah so he and then right around this time he actually runs into brother Swan and sister Lucy and mm-hmm. he kills brother Swan by shoving the the sharp back portion yeah. of his axe through his, his mouth. Celtic frost weapon. Yes, yeah. Celtic frost Blade. mouth yeah. impaler. I like that he sets like those the spikes, the tire spikes on the road to to stop. That's them. right to get him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, so he traps him and he kills brother Swan, which is awesome. And uh, he obviously he doesn't do anything to sister. Yeah, he Lucy, lets her right? live and because she's innocent mm-hmm. bystander in this whole thing. She's trapped. Mm-hmm. Um. Then he finds the dumb, the inbred cult member guy and tosses his... He's, he's washing his car. Yeah, he's... Wa- oh, and he's listening to, like, uh, like the, the Mexican polka music. And he's spit-washing this old car. Yeah. And he just chucks the axe, and it hits him right in the head and kills him. And yeah. so that guy's done. Yeah, and that guy is so creepy and weird. Like, everyone in the cult plays that perfectly. They mm-hmm. all look like they belong in a weird fucking cult. cult. Yeah. Right. So creepy. For sure, perfectly inbred cultish weirdos. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Whether it's a gaping jaw or pock marks, right? The only normal (laughs) one is is Sister Sister Lucy. Lucy. Yeah. 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 So then he gets in a in a chainsaw duel. Well, I love that he finds a chainsaw and it's just like it's just a chainsaw and he's struggling to start it. And then the final like cultist or one of the final cultists that he fights, um, he hears him and he brandishes like. The longest fucking yeah. chainsaw. Oh, yeah, this is the chainsaw he should have been using and for logging. An, an actual, been an actual logging chainsaw yeah. he pulls out. And yeah, so Red has this little standard like in your backyard chainsaw yeah. that doesn't start. Yeah. Yeah. And the big one just fires right up yeah. when that big muscly follower is like, ah. And they, and they have this fight. crazy yeah. battle where the you know the big muscly guy ends up getting thrown on his own chainsaw. On his and chainsaw. It just, yeah. grinds up his guts and spits them out. Yep. Yeah. So cool. 
pretty awesome. Now the chainsaw thing again could be an '80s reference. Texas Chainsaw. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, actually, yeah. that's technically late '70s, but, but yeah. I mean, still similar there were a time few period. of them in the '80s. Yeah. 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 They had sequels. So we'll, we'll count it. Yeah. <laughs> Point, well, Army point, of point for me. <laughs> sure, Army yeah, of Darkness. That's Army a good Darkness. one. Yeah. So Red uh, goes into that little makeshift church. Yep. That's in the middle of this quarry, and then there's like a there's like a book, and then there's like a it's a tunnel underneath the yeah, altar. Yeah. Red steaming like yeah. pit under yeah. the altar. Yeah, it goes into this hole and he climbs down, and there's corridors of like piping, like it's a giant water pipe because there's rivets that he's. Yeah, that he's passing. Um, yeah, it's like it's like for a mine. Like a, mm-hmm. I don't know anything about mines, but it's a hole in the ground with stuff in it. Yeah, so <laughs> we're just gonna wild. say that. But it ends uh, into a room with like a chair, a lit lamp, and a beach mural. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really weird. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> a beach mural. I, you know, I, I was kind of <laughs> hoping in this scene he it would be appreciates the natural beauty of yes. things. It would be perfect in the scene if they were playing the Beach Boys because oh, Charles yeah. Manson recorded yeah. with the Beach That's Boys, right. that so great. it would tie everything. Mm-hmm. You know, together. As long as it's not fucking Kokomo, that's the worst song ever. (laughs) Everybody (laughs) look. Shut up! It's gonna be stuck in my head. (laughs) So yeah, so that's where he finds that the old lady. The old lady, and she starts saying that she's the most sensual lover, and all this creepy shit. And I'm like, like, proposition, psychosexual. Yeah, yeah. She wants to, you know, to show him what she's capable of, so he doesn't kill her. Well. Then it cuts to Jeremiah in a nearby room, and (laughs) what gets thrown? Yeah, her head, her severed head gets thrown at his feet. We were definitely robbed of that sex scene. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, can you imagine? Oh my god. Ew. Nick Cage and psychosexual Swedish (laughs) mother Marlene. Yes. Yes. So, so then you know Jeremiah is, is like tripping out. He's in his underwear, and he's like had been talking to himself. Yeah. You know, and, you know, Red, there's just like this whole weird dialogue. And he has a, like another shitty speech about how he can't be killed because he's divine. Exactly. And... He, yeah. He's like trying to reassure himself that he has powers because deep down yeah. he knows he's a fraud. Yeah. He's trying to, he's trying to, I mean, re- religiously out, out macho. Exactly. Red, like right. Nice. The, the vision of macho because then when Red grabs his head. He offers, he starts cowering and I'll offers suck to your blow dick, him. Man. Yeah, blow suck him. your fucking dick. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. So like clearly his uh his power his power trip it gets yeah. Well then even after he pleads with that, he starts trying to come back yeah. with oh and send all this religious shit and then what does Red do? Crushes his fucking skull to his yeah. eyeballs pop up. Yeah. yeah. Which it's is awesome. awesome. Very it's really awesome. House. Yeah. yeah, Red said actually Red says, I'm your god now and then he crushes his head and his eyeballs pop out and which is like the it's, it's awesome. the fakest looking gore I think in this movie. It's is still, when his eyes pop out. It's pretty cool. But though. I I don't know if I, I don't I don't know if it was intentional, but I loved it. Like, yeah. Because it's again a practical effect. And yeah. Yeah. But, so then he lights the whole place on fire, and the church crumbles, and he, so he gets in a in a you know in the car to drive away. And I, whose car is that? He find, does he find is it one of the cars oh, that was at the I think it's the guy that was spit shining it maybe or something yeah like he that. so he finds a car and he's driving it away and he's remembering Mandy it's like she's sitting next to him yeah he has like a memory of maybe when they met because they're at a party at a, at a bar and he mm-hmm. sees her and she sees him you can really see the scar really well in that scene yeah and they're both looking for something and they found each other and all that 
and you know then it you know kind of shows him in his current state he's got blood all over him yeah, obviously so grizzly and he looks over at Wither. her and it shows her perspective and he has this cheesy ass grin <laughs> yeah. it's so it's creepy though yeah. it's, his smile it's mm-hmm. it's like if you like if you were a puppeteer making your puppet <laughs> smile it's very forced yes. and very mm-hmm. creepy and awesome uh-huh and so then you know it it you know Shows him driving away. Drives off. The camera drives pans up. up. Yeah, it's kind of like this cosmic. Reveals planets. Like, yeah, uh, I thought it looked like the sky from the Dark Crystal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's like driving out of this fake landscape. Right? Yeah, I think it's kind of like a reference back to her books that she was reading. Oh yeah, um, she's reading like, weird books. Yeah, and they're like planetary talk while they're in bed. Just uh, clearly, she's fascinated by space and planets. Right. And, yeah, yeah, she's reading this book earlier in the. In the movie called "The Secret of the Serpent's Eye" yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. Was that is a that, real book? No, that, no, it's actually the name of the song that's playing at the time she's reading the book. Cool. Huh. There you go. Did not know that. Yeah, and then credits roll and. Yeah, so you know this as as we talk about it, I feel like it almost we almost kind of slow down what's happening, but this movie. Up to the point where he starts drinking the vodka, gets it's, it's it happens non-stop. really fast, yeah, it's, yeah. real crazy, a lot of weird stuff, uh-huh. um, and then it goes from a slow burn to like a marathon of violence. Yeah. It's like a cocaine fueled LSD trip all, fest. It's all crazy, with, um, all with a very oversaturated color palette. Um, neon, neon, yeah, it's talk, very synth wave. Maybe, oh uh, yeah, Chris can talk about that way of filming a little bit it's way it's way cool yeah i think i think they definitely you know lit it that way um but also you know did a lot of things in post to really make all that pop and the glowing and the coolness yeah and they used a lot of fog machines and stuff to you know kind of make make all that um uh what's it called i don't know softer Fuzzy. Um, fuzzy, yeah. yeah. Uh, God, I can't even think of the, the word diffuse it and all mm. that. But yeah, they um, just, he, he, had, he definitely had a vision and they, they definitely stuck to it. Um, yeah. I, I really liked it. I liked the whole 80s thing. I do too. I mean, we're all roughly the same age. We're all children of the 80s here. Mm-hmm. Children of the new whatever. Dawn. Yeah, right. children, we're I, children of the new Dawn. <laughs> I, I think people eat, that are younger than us even now can appreciate the whole 80s thing because think about when Vice City, the video game, came out and yeah. a lot of 80s stuff started coming back in the 90s. People had fond memories of it, the music, yep. the fashion. Mm-hmm. All that's always kind of come back or you know been back or stayed with us. So yeah. I think I think people that, you know, are younger would still appreciate that in this movie. My kids are 10 and Did you let are, them watch it? They're no. <laughs> but they're obsessed <laughs> with the 80s right now and I think Stranger Things has a big part sure, in that. Right, that's another thing. They're they're really interested lately in the movies I grew up with. We just watched like Bill and Ted the other night and um and Back to the Future, things like that. My uh so I have my one daughter 6 and she loves um the uh, Indiana Jones movies. Yeah. So Temple of Doom is her favorite. And oh, yes. Kalima. <laughs> Temple of Doom gets a bad rap. I you think know, it's awesome. I, I love it. We're, so by the way, yeah, we can. I can talk about that movie for two hours. <laughs> yeah. But she loves it, and she loves all these old '80s movies because there's something I don't know that's more tangible with them. She yeah. she can connect with them like we connected with them better, and she's mm-hmm. really interested. And there is consequences. Bad stuff does happen. Yep. And I watch what she watches now, and I'm like, what is this? Like, this is garbage. Well, I think yeah. those movies were a little bit more personal, too. They set up 
they set up more personal stories with people that you could relate to, which right. I don't think they do a lot anymore in no. movies. They just want to blow shit up and make them look pretty. Well, t- Temple of Doom was, was it George Lucas that had gone through a terrible divorce and he, he threw all this weird stuff in mm-hmm. there or was it him or was it Spielberg? There, someone so. had something going on with that movie, and that's why they made it so dark. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, yeah. that's funny that you that's say that, because like this it. movie, Mandy, Nick Cage had just barely separated from his wife at the time, and he's he said, it came out of nowhere, and I was so angry, and I had nowhere to release this energy except into this movie. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> so this just fell into <laughs> wow. his life. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he does. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, and, you know, this movie's full of, you know, stuff from the 80s, you know, he paid homage to all these movies. I actually, just to go over real quick what we talked about, but I saw, you know, references to Predator, Legend, Conan the Barbarian, A Clockwork Orange, Mad Max, Rambo First Blood, Hellraiser, Bloodsport, Scarface, The A-Team, and Raiders of the Lost Ark. You also mentioned... Stand By Me. Stand By Me. I'm sure there's stuff that yeah. we missed. Oh, yeah. Heavy metal. Sure. Um, Heavy metal. Yeah, all kinds of... And so if as you watch this, see if you can kind of find, you know, other movies that you know it he is. references it's, it's a great easter egg yeah it's super but it's, cool but it's subtle it's not like yeah it's not it like a fanboy film yeah it doesn't um it doesn't take away from from your enjoyment sometimes when when i'm looking for easter eggs that takes over and i miss right. things um yeah. in this i'm just like oh like all that the, was kind of like that you know like all the stupid ones in the, in the star wars prequels <laughs> dumb crap yeah. in those movies so i think uh one thing we gotta we gotta mention is the composer the soundtrack oh the soundtrack yeah. is awesome the soundtrack's Great. amazing synth wave awesomeness synth wave sadly uh so the composer is johan jo mm-hmm. johansson yeah. um and he passed away in 2018 when this film came out oh, um and he was very up and coming he did uh you know sicario the theory of everything prisoners arrival uh, all great wow yeah, yeah. All great, great scores this guy scores. was was getting up there so it's it was a huge loss yeah um but uh he killed the soundtrack it was amazing if if this movie had a different soundtrack it would be way less of a movie right yeah i mean I everything to talk comes about together. how the soundtrack literally comes to a stop and you see a cassette player. Yeah, oh, yeah, when he's when talking to the he's chemist. When he goes and talks to the chemist, which it's kind of a really out touch. of nowhere, but it's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I really like this director's vision. I'd like to see more stuff like this, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know he'll, if he'll be doing a, a ton of other grindhouse things, but I, hopefully this got you know producers' attention, Yeah, and maybe he'll make some cool stuff. Because I like that his he has his vision. You know, yeah. this movie again was made for six million dollars. Yeah, it's pretty impressive for a six million dollar yeah, film. Yeah, he did great with it. Yeah. I don't know if any of you stayed through the credits, but at the very end, it shows like these artist renderings of a couple scenes, and I don't know if they're supposed to be storyboards or if they're supposed to be something related to the film. But oh, cool! If you stay through the credits, there's oh, nice a little bonus after after the that Nick Fury comes in. Yeah. <laughs> and offers Nick Cage a part, part of the I, Avengers. What? Right? Yeah, that would <laughs> be awesome. That'd freak What's people out. What's his superhero name? What is he gonna go by? I don't know. Well, Fuck he's pig. Ghost he's gonna, he's gonna <laughs> the cocaine cowboy. <laughs> so, in summary, I mean, I I really like the the movie. It's really cool. It's not gonna be for everybody because it's very grindhousey. Mm-hmm. But if you like '80s stuff and finding weird stuff in movies, check it out. I give it a a solid two thumbs up. Yeah, I I really dig it. 
I love the way it's filmed. I love the soundtrack. If you're into super gory, fuck shit up films, this is for you. If that's not for you, then I would recommend you staying away from Far it. Far away from yeah. it. Yeah. Don't even go to the Don't same even, yeah. place it's playing. Yeah, like yeah. this is definitely not my wife's type of movie. She would not <laughs> go anywhere near it, but I think it's really cool. It's not a movie you're going to revisit often, but right. definitely worth the watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. All of that. Yeah, I, actually, oddly enough, I've rewatched it many times. It is it is a film I've, <laughs> yeah. I've revisited often i don't know why maybe i'm just really fucked up but you're also a filmmaker so yeah but i yeah so i definitely give it like a 10 out of 10 this you know was just so so much fun for me from the music to the cinematography to um, the acting and all the references it was it was a hell of a ride so sounds like we all uh highly recommend this film so check it out and uh we'll see you all next time 